All right, getting into a little bit of college football action here, August 14th, 2021. We're about two weeks away, two weeks and a few days away from kicking off the 2021 college football season. Hopefully it's a little bit more organized and thorough than the, the, the truncated season we had last year. I'm really excited. I've been perusing futures lines uh, for the past couple months, and I'm really excited to share them with our loyal fan base here. Um, so I've got a handful of futures here I'm going to run through, talk a little bit generally about them. I'm not going to get too deep into predictions. I may or may not be doing a little prediction podcast uh, you know, closer to kickoff. But as of right now, I'm just going to run through some of these futures, talk about kind of where my head was at. Um, living in Michigan here, we got a few different sports books. I think that, you know, you got to, you got to, if you want to try to make any type of money, uh, you know, gambling on sports, you have to be able to be versatile, um, check all your options. So I'm going to talk through what books I was looking at, um, what the prices were, how they've moved, where my head was at when I made the bet, kind of where my head is at now. And I'm really excited to get into it. This is something I'm really passionate about. I love football, specifically college football. And um, I've got a few bets here that I'm really excited about. And I've seen the, the line move, and that's always a good feeling to kind of get at least a little bit of reward. Obviously, none of it matters unless you win. But to see the line move a little bit, it feels rewarding to know that you know, you're going about it the right way and your head is in the right place. So without further ado, I'm going to get started. Um, the first bet I placed was on June 1st, um, which is a while ago now, which is another advantage is you got to get in early um, and try to get at these numbers before most other people do because there's a lot of smart people out there who are, who are going to do their research and due diligence and take advantage of these numbers. Um, and it was Florida State, over five and a half. Uh, it was plus 110 on points bet. I put a unit on it. Um, the line has moved a little bit. I think it's at somewhere around minus 120 now. I'm sure you can find it at minus 115. So we're not talking significant movement. This is just a team that I think has gone through the downswing as a program after Jimbo Fisher leaving, Willie Taggart coming in and failing. I thought he was going to succeed. Now Mike Norvell had his first year last year in the COVID year. They showed some flashes against, you know, obviously the most notable is that home win against North Carolina. Still kind of an underwhelming year last year. They've got probably one of the hardest schedules in the country. I'd say it's a top 20 hardest schedule in the country. But I just think this team's going to go bowling this year. I think that they have enough talent on the roster. Like I said, they're on the upswing. I think that they're going to win a couple games people don't expect them to. I think that opener at home against Notre Dame is going to be a little bit closer than people think. And I just ultimately saw this at under six. Um, saw the McKenzie Milton transfer. He may or may not be starting. I just think he'll bring good leadership to the team and I just, you know, ultimately this is this is just faith that Norvell is going to get them to a bowl in his second year and we're going to start seeing Florida start to see Florida State kind of come back to prominence a little bit um, within the next couple of years here. So I like them still at over five and a half. I do acknowledge that they play, you know, they play Florida, they play Notre Dame, they play Clemson, they play Miami. They have a tough schedule. You know, uh, I can acknowledge that, but I do think they're going to compete in just about every game they play. So I'm still happy with that bet, especially the fact that I got it at plus money. Um, then I did a little bit of research, didn't make another bet for 24 days, June 25th, I came back to the book, uh, at a number, this arguably might be my favorite bet I've made. I took a Utah to win the PAC 12 at 15 to one 
on points bet. I mean, this thing is the, the, the best price you're going to find this at now is six to one. Um, that's significant movement. I'm extremely proud of myself for getting in on this at 15 to one. It just seemed wrong. I mean, I didn't even know that much about Utah when I made the bet in terms of what they were bringing to the table in 2021. I know Charlie Brewer, I'm higher than most people are on him. I don't necessarily think he's an NFL talent, but I think he is a significant upgrade from Jake Bentley. And I think he's a guy who's just a gamer and a really solid college quarterback. Um, Kyle Whittingham is one of the best coaches in college football. They're always going to have a good defense. They're always a threat to, to be, compete in the Pac-12. Um, I don't I'm not in love with the Pac-12 South this year. I've never been a huge USC guy. I think they'll be a competitive team. Arizona State, I think people are a little bit too excited about. I like UCLA, but I think ultimately Utah has a little bit more to offer than all three of those programs. And I really do think, you know, on a sadder note, this team's really going to rally around the death of the young running back, Ty Jordan, who was such a joy and pleasure to watch last year and had so much promise and potential and sadly passed away this offseason. Um, I think that's going to be kind of a rallying point. I think this team's going to play really hard, really well coached, and I think Brewer, people are underestimating kind of what he's going to bring to the table for them. So the fact that I got them at 15 to 1, man, I'm really excited about that. I mean, I know it's a kind of a long shot. They got to win the whole conference, which is, you know, a, a kind of a it's not necessarily easy to do. It's not something Utah's done, I don't think too often in the past decade, maybe once or twice. But I'm still really happy about it and I think if they get to that game, I could possibly be in a hedge opportunity just because of how uh, valuable this price was, you know, in in late June. Um, that was on points bet as well. Moving forward, a few days later on the 28th of June, I took Wisconsin to win the Big Ten West on DraftKings at plus 150. You're going to find this probably somewhere around minus 115 now, some places minus 120. I'm really confident in this. Um, if I had a little bit more money to my name, I'd probably go back to the well and take them at minus 115. I still think that's a fine price. Um, I think this team is a win or two better than uh, Iowa. I think they have a better quarterback than Iowa does. Um, Minnesota is somewhat of a threat in that division. We'll get to that later, but I do think that Wisconsin ultimately is the team to beat in this division. And I will genuinely be surprised if they do not win this division, especially coming off kind of the lackluster year they had last year. I think this is a team that succumbs to Iowa or Minnesota this year in the division. We could be seeing some swirling rumors around Jim Leonard uh, supplanting Paul Chris as the head coach of this program, because with the talent they have on the roster, and with how good their defense is and their offensive line is, this is a team that should be winning that division every year. Not a huge fan of the quarterback and at Iowa, Spencer Petras. Uh, I don't think he's going to move the needle too much for them. I think Iowa lost some pieces on their defense as well. Um, and I think Wisconsin, this is Wisconsin's division to lose. So the fact that I could get them at plus money, I was all over that. That was on DraftKings. That number has moved. Um, then I went back to the book a little bit. Uh, Phil Steele. Reading Phil Steele, uh, doing some research on schedules, doing some research on transfers, freshmen, all that type of stuff. Um, you know, I would highly recommend anyone to get the Phil Steele magazine. That guy's the best in the business. He's been doing it for almost 30 years. It's always great to get his two cents on something, even if you don't necessarily fully agree with it. Uh, he always has a great case to make. So a month later, uh, July 20th, I put a small bet on the University of Virginia to win the ACC Coastal. Um, at 20 to one. So this was more of a value bet. Uh, this number moved. I think it's at 16 to one now. Don't necessarily think this is going to happen. I think it's more likely that Miami and North Carolina wins the division, but it was kind of a fade of both of those teams. I do think that generally North Carolina and Miami are kind of being overrated. Um, I think the ACC Coastal is an absolute hodgepodge of teams 
And I kind of just threw my a dart blindly at the wall with Virginia thinking, hey, I'm going to put my hat on Virginia just because they had the best value. I really like their coach, Bronco Mendenhall. And I was really impressed by, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, maybe it'll come to me, whatever. Uh, their quarterback, the white guy with the tattoo on his wrist. He's a good athlete, um, not necessarily a very good thrower, but kind of just a gamer. Lost some money betting against Virginia last year. And, and I was really kind of admired some of the stuff they did. Um, and I do think, like I said, they have a really good coach, good structure. This is a team that I think could ultimately end up winning eight games and getting in that conversation perhaps to compete for a division title. Um, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I actually like them a lot more than their in-state rival Virginia Tech this year. We'll get to that a little bit later as well. Um, same day, took went back to the well on Wisconsin, this time to win the Big Ten at 10-1. to 1. Value play. Most likely Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten, but my logic was I can get this at 10-1. to 1. I'm very confident that Wisconsin's going to win their division. If they can put themselves in a position to play that game, the money line will probably be plus 280, I'm assuming, maybe 3-1 to 1 at, at most. That, that's even generous. Um, so if I can get them at 10-1 to 1 now, why not throw my hat at it? Uh, smaller play than a unit. That was a half unit. Virginia's a half unit. So not like I'm throwing big numbers at this, but – these numbers have moved. You're seeing Wisconsin now at 6-1 to one to win the Big Ten. Um, so really happy I get it, got in on that. Um, here is w one of my two biggest bets I've made, and both of these lines, I'm proud to say, are no longer available on the respective books, books that I bet them. The first one is Rutgers, over 3.5 wins. Got that on points bet at minus 110. Now you're seeing this at 4, minus 110 to both sides now. Not in love with Rutgers. Don't necessarily think that they're a team that's going to be, you know, bowl eligible this year. But you got to take into account the fact that they're going to be, they will be favored in their first three games, most likely by seven or more points. They play a Temple team that lost a lot, and their win expectancy is two and a half. A Syracuse team with a win expectancy of three, who was an absolute laughing stock last year, and then Delaware coming from the FCS ranks. So. If Rutgers can take care of business out of conference, I'm basically just betting that they're going to win a game in the Big Ten. I know they had some luck last year, but they won three games in the Big Ten. Uh, this is a team that's going to compete at a high level. They play Michigan State. They play Northwestern. They play Illinois. They play Maryland. Uh, I just don't think they're going to lose all those games. They're returning a lot of starters. I think Shiano's turning that ship in the right direction after being a an utter joke of a program for almost a decade. They've completely turned it around. Not in love with their quarterback, but I think they got good pieces on defense and they're a team that's going to come out and compete on a week-to-week -week basis. Even if they end up going 2-1 to one out of conference, I definitely would be scared. But at the same time, I don't think two wins in the Big Ten is unattainable for this team. I think that they can compete at that level. And I think 3.5 is a, is, a, is a number that I was more than happy to bet. I kind of went to the well on that one, put three units on it, and uh, that number is no longer on points bet, and I'm happy to say my constituent Adam Klepp joined me on that bet. That's the only college bet he's joined me on. I'm very proud to say that he had the confidence to do that, and you know that that should say something about the value of this line. That you know Klepp could recognize that as someone who is more of a college football casual, but could still recognize the value and kind of was scratching his head when he said, you know, I don't know why this number's three and a half. You know, all things considered, that I kind of just talked about. Um, Next thing would be August 2nd. So we're in August now. Uh, Virginia, back to the well of Virginia, over six on points bet, minus 110 both ways. Yeah, taking the over here. think this team is for sure going to go bowling. I think six is the floor for Virginia. I think at the very worst, I'm going to push here. Um, kind of already talked about how I like this team. 
I think that when they go back to BYU to play that game, BYU's losing a lot. Not exactly super, you know, uh, confident that BYU is going to be a very good team this year. I kind of think they're going to be a shell of the team they were last year. Obviously playing a much harder schedule in Brock Mendenhall going back coaching against his old team. I think there's going to be a little bit of an emotional incentive there for them to win the game. Um, so I, yeah, I like Virginia a lot. I think that could be a swing game for them. Like I said, not in love with Virginia Tech. They got some easy games on the schedule. I think six is the floor there. I think Virginia ends up winning seven or even maybe eight games this year. So the fact that that was at six, I took I took advantage of that. I think maybe you could find it at six now. The juice might be a little bit heavier, but uh, a lot of places I'm looking, it's at six and a half now, and you're getting like plus one hundred five to six and a half. So I think that the books have adjusted a little bit, but I love the position I took at six. Um, next one is my second biggest play here that I was talking about, and quite frankly, I'm a little disappointed I didn't put more on this, considering that the, it, it was up and I was kind of. Uh, Kind of contemplating whether or not I wanted to put more on it for a day and all of a sudden it was gone. But I put two units on Virginia Tech under 7.5 at plus 120 at MGM. The main reason I did this is because every other book I checked, this is another great advantage of being able to be in Michigan and check all these books, is I'm seeing minus 145 at 7.5. I'm seeing minus 130 on the under at 7. All of a sudden I open MGM and it's plus 120 at under 7.5. I basically didn't even think too much about it. I, I grazed over their schedule once, and I fired on that thing. I think Fuente could be out by the end of the year. Not in love with their quarterback situation. Schedule's not that hard, but they do play Notre Dame. Like I said, I like Virginia. Um, there's a handful of teams on their schedule. West Virginia out of conference. Just a few games I just think they can drop. Not not been a great program the past year or two that Fuente's been there. He started out kind of hot and has really subsided since then. Um, so yeah, really, really like that under that I took for Virginia Tech. And if I could put more on that in hindsight, I absolutely would. Do not think they're going to be a team that wins eight games this year. I think seven is the ceiling for them. I think maybe even six, if things start going bad for them, um, things could go really bad and Fuente could be out midseason. Uh, we already kind of, there were rumors that he was on the hot seat last year. So lots of, a lot of, a lot of ground to gain there for Fuente. Um, Five days later, on the 8th of August, I took Missouri over 7, minus 110. Same price. You're going to find that basically everywhere. Um, really like the Tigers this year. You know, not a plus EV play. I think Connor Bazelak, their quarterback, is better than a lot of people think. He impressed me last year. Really like what Elijah Drinkwitz, their, their head coach, is doing. Um, they got a Mookie Cooper, a transfer slot receiver from Ohio State, who I think is going to turn some heads this year. Obviously playing an SEC schedule, but I'm below market on teams like Florida and you know uh, uh, Auburn and a couple other teams in that division. So I do think that Missouri ultimately is is a team that's going in the right direction, and they're gonna. You know, I think they're gonna impress some people this year. I think they could end up winning eight or even nine games in that division. As crazy as that sounds, um, I do think that there's good push insurance at seven. I don't think that they're gonna win six games. I guess I'm not as confident in this as it's like a little bit more of an emotional play because I am you know, higher than the market on, on Basilek. Um, I like Tyler Beatty, they're running back too. I think that they're going to be able to be a competitive team. And that's kind of just a personal take. Not surprised that this number hasn't moved. Wasn't really, didn't really have that much of an edge going in, just more so kind of a feel bet. So I just put a unit on that on Missouri. Um, five days later, this was yesterday. We're getting, we're getting to pretty, pretty recent times here. We're wrapping this thing up. I've got four more bets to share with you. 
on the 13th of August. This line should these lines should still be available, the ones I'm talking about. So if any of you trust me or think anything I'm saying makes sense, go check it out. DraftKings, the Minnesota Golden Gophers over six and a half, minus 125 to the over. I think this is a team that's going to win seven games this year for sure. Um, I think there's some serious pressure on P.J. Fleck after how disappointing their season was last year. I know you kind of got to throw the COVID thing out of the window, but P.J. Fleck, I mean, they, this team was on a roll, an absolute roll his first couple of years and then really hit a roadblock with COVID last year. Like don't love Tanner Morgan. They got a really good running back. Um, their, their offensive line, they're returning a lot, a lot, a lot of players. I think they're returning the most amount of players in the country, if I'm not mistaken, at the very least in the Big Ten. Uh, so kind of an experienced team with a lot to gain this year after having a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after the way things went last year. Um, really like that six and a half number with them. I just don't see this team uh, winning less than seven games. I think they're going to compete at a high level all year. A lot of experience, like I said. So I, I think that this is a team that's going to win seven, maybe eight games this year. Um, so I, I would I would highly recommend taking the minus one twenty five, laying a little bit of a juice, on, a little bit of juice on that on that over for Minnesota. And then three more bets I made today, and I'll talk a little bit about bets I'm thinking about making, and I haven't pulled the trigger on after. But we're going to do a quick three here. Uh, went back to the well with Utah over eight and a half minus one twenty on MGM. Saw this thing move and I panicked, man. I checked the lines today and I saw it at nine and a half on FanDuel. I saw it at eight and a half minus one forty on Fox Bet. I got scared and I said, the first minus one twenty I can find, I'm gonna pull on it because I wanted to do it and I didn't do it for some reason. And I really like Utah. Um, and now this line's moving, so I want to get in on the uh, on the movement here. And I did at MGM. So go check that if you're into that now. I think Utah's gonna win nine, maybe even ten games this year. I'm obviously super confident in them. This could all fall in my face if Charlie Brewer is not the quarterback that I think he is, but I just think this is a Utah team that's going to compete really hard. Kind of have already talked about that. I think nine wins is totally within the realm of possibility. Out-of-conference schedule is not very hard. Not in love with anyone in the Pac-12. Don't like Oregon's quarterback situation. Washington hasn't had a very explosive offense in a long time. USC can't seem to get out of their own way with Clay Helton. Arizona State, I think, is one of the most overrated teams in the country. I think they're a good team, not great. I think Jaden Daniels is a little bit overrated, and they've got some recruiting stuff in their face. Um, I think UCLA is going to be testy, but that all being said, Chip Kelly hasn't necessarily been successful whatsoever in this whole UCLA era, so I'm not ready to believe that he's going to be that's going to be a team that's going to win eight games this year either. They could you know, test some, some teams, but just not enough in front of Utah for me to not believe they could win nine games this year. Um, so I went ahead and pulled the trigger on that. And then these last two bets are leap of faith bets with people that I trust, um, one of which is Bud Elliott and the other one, the other of which is Chris Chris Felica, the Bear. Both of these guys agreed on this with different podcasts I listened to. The first one is Old Dominion, under 3.5, plus 105, still available at MGM. Put fifth, uh, half a unit on that to uh, to uh, at MGM, excuse me. Um, just what I was hearing about them saying about Old Dominion, not playing last year, three and a half seems a little high. Not going to try to pretend like I know too much about Old Dominion, but what they were saying made a lot of sense. Didn't fall all the way in with a full unit, just put a half on it. Pretty confident in that based on the information they were saying. More confident in UL Monroe, under one and a half. This is a team that was terrible last year, completely in a rebuild. Uh, and this is number was minus 140 everywhere else I looked except MGM. You're going to find some tricky numbers at MGM. Both ways, sometimes you can take advantage of that. Plus 125, I put a full unit on it. They both agreed on it, My two, the two guys I referenced. 
kind of a tough schedule for UL Monroe. Um, their easiest game is Jackson State. I think they could win that one. I have trouble seeing them win a game outside of that one. Could get burnt on this considering how low it is, but uh, really confident, honestly, just based on the juice elsewhere that if I can get this at plus 125, why not ride on that? Um, just because the value is to be had there. And like I said, I made this bet today. So this number is still available at MGM as far as I'm concerned. Um, that wraps up all the bets I've made thus far. I'll be you know, doing my weekly five again this year. Um, hopefully, I'm, I'm praying that we're not going to be getting any cancellations or postponements or anything like that with the friggin' Delta variant or whatever's going on with COVID. You know, you never know. Um, but some other things I do want to talk about is the Georgia Bulldogs um, championship value. Kind of kicking myself for not taking them at 12 to 1 a couple months ago. You can get them at 8 to 1 now. Um, definitely flirting with that. Haven't done it yet, but this is the team I think is most likely to win the national championship, if not Alabama. The fact that they're both in the SEC obviously makes that a little bit easier. They're going to have to play each other. That's going to have to come to a head at some point. Love JT Daniels, our quarterback. I think he's totally getting overlooked by a lot of people. Um, that segues me into his Heisman value at 12 to 1. If Georgia is indeed a team that's going to end up competing for a national championship, you got to believe JT Daniels is going to throw for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns and be in that Heisman race. Love that they got uh, Eric Gilbert, the tight end slash receiver from LSU, five-star recruit, coming over to Athens to play. Um, there's there's word on the street that uh, George Pickens, the receiver who uh, tore his ACL, I think in spring, could be coming back sooner than expected. That would be awesome. They already have a ton of weapons, great running backs. Uh, another five-star uh, high-level prospect, Darian Kendrick, cornerback from Clemson, transferring over. So they got some pieces on defense too. Really like this Bulldogs team. Really think Kirby Smart is obviously super hungry for a championship. Really believe in him as a coach. Um, and I think that JT Daniels is the best quarterback that he's had thus far. Um, that might be a little bit controversial to say. Cannot wait for that opener against Clemson. think Georgia has a pretty solid chance of winning that game. Uh, probably will be betting on Georgia money line at plus 150. Even if they don't win that game, I think they got a solid chance of running the table in the SEC, getting a little revenge after getting embarrassed by Florida last year. I think Mizzou will be tough. You know, Mississippi State, I think they play will be tough. There are going to be tough games in there. It is the SEC. But ultimately, I think Georgia's kind of the team to beat in that division and will definitely give Alabama a run for their money in the SEC championship. I would even go as far as to say I think Georgia's going to win the SEC championship um, and really make some noise in the playoff and end up winning the championship if it's not Alabama, like I just said earlier. So that's kind of where my head's at with some of that stuff. I'll definitely keep you guys updated if I make any other plays. But this is, uh, this is what I got so far. I'm happy to share it with you guys. And, you know, I probably should have done this earlier considering that a handful of these bets I've made in June and July have, have moved by now. Um, but still happy to share it with you and really looking forward to the college football season, obviously. We're super close. You can kind of smell it in the air. And, um, can't wait to be doing my weekly five as the, as the season unfolds. So thank you for listening, everybody, and uh, take it easy.